and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Scare Blast Podcast. And now here's your host, Lisa Burton. Hi everybody, welcome to the Scare Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Burton, and today we have actor, improviser, and podcaster, Mr. Matt Young. Hi, Matt. Hi. Yeah, glad to have you. Glad, uh, glad to be here. Yeah. So, Matt chose the movie uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. a classic 1984 Wes Craven film. Matt, let me ask you, mm-hmm. are you a horror movie fan? Uh, I would say, in general, no. Okay. Um, I, I, I enjoy a good horror film, uh-huh. but I seldom seek out horror films. Okay. And then every, like, once in a blue moon, like, when a new horror movie comes out, I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Okay. I want to see that. What makes a horror movie exciting to you when you're like, this, this one looks cool? Can you think of one in recent memory that... Well, I always love a good horror comedy, which oh. I don't know if that quite counts. Like what? What? Uh, I think Shaun of the Dead is really probably one of my favorites. It's actually, like, a great... Maybe the greatest zombie film. It's a yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Because the stakes are real, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But like actual scary, scary movies that I like. Um, um, this was probably ten years ago. Okay. And I think it was like when. Remember when there was a period when like every Japanese horror movie was getting remade as an American yep. horror movie. It still happens, but yeah. I there know. was yeah. There was a period where it was like that's that all that was happening. The Ring and the Grudge and. The... I think it was Dark Water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, I. I was like, I gotta see this in theater. I gotta see this in theater. <laughs> okay. And I, 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 I did. So yeah. Was it great? It was perfectly exactly what I wanted great. at the time for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, it was creepy and like, uh, maybe it was just the water thing. Maybe it was like, <laughs> nah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have like a weird like toilet obsession or something. <laughs> so I'm not like afraid of the water. But yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason that got in my craw. <laughs> but that like toilet obsession was where you were like, yeah. that's where the water. <laughs> Fear is going to come in. That's yeah. like the ocean or like no, the no, no. Toilets. Of toilets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how <laughs> yeah. I operate. Um, and then, like, I don't know. Uh, does does this count? Uh-huh. Ask me if you can say no. Okay. Um, I also love like really old comedies, and I think one of the best old monster movies is actually Abbott Costello Me Frankenstein. Yes, that does count. It's Absolutely. it's a really great movie. Absolutely, especially I mean, for kids and families. I think it's like a, a, a real actual classic. I have to say, I, I am this particular podcast especially is going to take in a lot of different films under the horror umbrella. On sure, purpose. and yeah. I think those comedies to me make a lot of sense. Um, and I said it before, and I will say it again that to me, comedies and horror are. Um, Brethren, like they are one and the same. It is the same style where you ramp up the tension and you release it so, with surprises, surprises and things that are unexpected. Yeah. yeah. So to me, the, this to explore horror is kind of the same as exploring comedy in the same way. Ooh. And so Abbott and Costello, to me, is you're you're just using a different device to yeah. do the same thing. Totally, um, totally. Uh, you chose Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. This is one of like the top five that anybody will name when they're like, it's Halloween time and let's watch a movie. What movie do you want to watch? Nightmare on Elm Street. This is one of, like this one, Halloween, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, why this movie? Well, so I picked this movie because I didn't want to pick a thing that I would normally watch. Yeah. But as a kid, I was... Definitely did not like horror movies. Uh-huh. Was very like upset by them huh. and had trouble sleeping if I saw something even kind of scary. Yeah. Um, and I saw like one of the Freddy movies, uh-huh. like one of the later ones. Sure. 
where he becomes almost a Bugs Bunny type <laughs> horror villain. He does. He gets so ridiculous that like it helped me get over my fear of horror movies. Cool. Because I realized like, oh, this is absurd. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. These do end up absurd. Like these ones, and I would I would argue to like the alien movies, the predator. Like oh, the yeah. further on you get, by the time you get to the fourth, it was movie, just the eighties, man. Yeah, the eighties yeah. just made they just heightened things to a point of absurdity. Yeah, always. And um, so I picked this because, like, I was like, oh, it's this thing from my childhood that was like kind of visceral for me. Freddie seems really scary. Yeah, and uh, but. I didn't realize until yesterday. I hadn't actually... I'd never seen this first one. Yeah. I thought I had, or maybe I've seen pieces of it. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Same with me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Can you summarize this movie for us? Um, yes. Uh, Some kids in a nondescript (laughs) California town that later becomes an Ohio town Uh for some reason. And was filmed then in New York. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, these high school kids start having these nightmares, and they sort of realize that they're all having the same nightmare with the same person yeah. in them, uh, and one of their friends dies in this really horrible, violent way, yeah. uh, and then uh, a series of other murders begin to happen, okay. and one of the one of the, the young female protagonists really realizes it's that it's Fred Krueger. She confronts her mother about it, and the mother says, yes, we murdered this guy 20 years ago because he was killing kids on the block. He was a child murderer. And, um, yeah, so now for some reason he's in your dream. Like the PTA fucking got together. Yeah. Well, he got, he got, re- he got put on trial, and then the, the evidence was wrong, so he got released. Yeah. Uh, so they were mad, and they, they murdered him, and they burned his body, so that's why Freddy looks all burned. So then it becomes about, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, what's the main character's name? I'm forgetting. Nancy. He- Nancy. Yeah. Uh, like Nancy, that. uh, decides to fight him. She, like, decides, I'm not gonna put up with this, and I'm gonna stay awake, and I'm gonna fight him, and it's about her trying yeah. to defeat Freddy. Uh, Wes Craven was saying that, uh... There was something he had researched about people with long fingernails uh-huh. that, like, had it was about, stuck in his brain. I can't yeah. remember that story exactly. Yeah. So he was saying that he researched, uh, he was researching primal fears. Right. And he yes. was talking about, he was, uh, one of the things he researched was about animals, how one of people's main primal fears are being clawed to death by an animal. Right. And then he was sitting there with his cat and his cat was retracting its claws. So he got the inspiration for Freddy's hand with these claws. And originally, uh, gosh, originally they were supposed to be different blades of some kind. They ended up being steak knives. They're supposed to be like way bigger, like almost like machete knives. Like really like kind of like toothy things. Yeah. But it just wasn't practical. Yeah. And they were just looking for something that was, like, iconic. Right. Like, you're trying to, like, get something that, like, makes a character really distinct and yeah. stand out so that it's yeah. not lost in the right. flotsam of <laughs> Hollywood nonsense. Yeah. So they end up with this glove of of uh, blades. So what do you think? Do you think Freddy is the devil? Do you think he's supposed to be representative of something unholy? I think he's... Um, I think if he is something, he is, I mean, he was, he was a terrible person. Yeah. And they talk about, uh, 
one of the things I read in researching was there's a point where the I'm gonna it's okay to skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, totally. The mom it tells the story finally. Yeah. To Nancy. Yeah. Of what happened, she because she like kind of realized picking up on the fact that the mom kind of recognizes the name Fred Krueger. Yeah. So the mom finally takes her downstairs, shows her that she kept the glove. Why did she keep the Why glove? Why did she keep the glove? Isn't that the weirdest? Oh, I was so weird. Like, why out. are you so stupid? Anyway, um, so the, the mom admits that the parents have committed this murder. Freddy Krueger is released from jail. He doesn't get convicted. The parents form a lynch mob and murder him. Yeah. So he was murdered. Um, because he was murdering, he murdered over 20 kids is what she said. 20 kids, yeah. In the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. Which I was like... And none of those other kids remember these kids? Yeah, what? Isn't that weird? Wouldn't there be some kind of memorial for all the kids that fucking died? And as soon as more kids start getting murdered, isn't every news van in that area, like, like, swooping in on it? Even in the 80s? I mean, this was so weird. Then there was yeah that that's part of the weird logic thing I brought up earlier of like the logic of it didn't quite track for me in some ways. Apparently, Fred Krueger they had to change him so that he was not a child molester, right? Because he, there was a rash of child molestations in, in California, California at the time, and they didn't want to feel like they were um, taking advantage. Yeah, of that. yeah, exploiting that. Um, but so I think like the idea that he is just such a bad person, yeah. That he is some sort of... He's a malevolent force of nature that exists outside of uh, good, evil, mm-hmm. normal things. It's almost human, right? Like, yeah. He's like this human... Yeah, and he's like, well, no, I'm this force things. of like these terrible things that... like. It's classic, like, if you go back to like fairy tale stuff, like... Yeah. The forest is evil yeah. because it's scary and you don't know what's in there. He yeah. represents all that... Scary, evil thing you can't control. This guy might murder your kid. This guy might molest your kid. Like that's a great intern. Yeah, and and he can even get into your dreams. You know, that's sort of my weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's a clear enough answer, but that's sort of how I read it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a culture, and Wes Craven uh, researched this thing where these these men escaped Pol Pot. Yeah, and came to America. But then would die having these dreams, nightmares that's right. yeah. in America. Like, yeah. they would have nightmares that were so bad they would die. And it wasn't like cardiac arrest. They just died. They die. And they later described it as a syndrome. There was, it's, I think it's actually called Asian Death Syndrome. What? Because it's very specific to this Asian population that went through this experience. Of, like, these terrible, terrible, uh, yeah. you know, murders and yeah, genocides yeah. and things. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't really ever explain it, you know? So like that was part of his inspiration for the whole movie. Yeah. I did read about that. And it, and it was 17 of them or something. Yeah. And it was part of the inspiration of the thing that defeats him. It was like taking his power away, not letting the dream control you. Yeah. Here's another thing I want to talk about. Yeah, Yeah. Is Nancy a strong female protagonist? Because I'm going to make an argument that she is. Great. Especially considering this movie's 30 years old. Especially, I mean, was she a strong protagonist for 1984? Sure. But even not bad for today. Okay. And here's what, here's, here's my reasoning behind well, that. Hop up on that soapbox. Because I was, because I, because it was very interesting to me. I, I guess especially because of the time period. It was like, oh, I didn't expect her to kind of 
take charge the way she took charge. Yeah. Because there's a point before Glenn passes away where they're walking over that bridge. And he's like, what are you reading that for? And she's gotten a book that's about, like, booby traps. Booby traps. <laughs> And, right. like, improvised explosive devices, it's essentially. It's like Goonies parody. Yeah, it is. It, it is, but she's like, I'm going to fill this light bulb full of gunpowder. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking protect myself because nobody else is going to protect me. That's a great point. And I was like, yeah. that is really interesting and kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. And I think that probably, I think probably that really appealed, especially at that time, consciously or subconsciously. To people watching the movie. I thought Wes Craven, too. I didn't read any of, anything about this, but now that I'm thinking about it and that i She's I'm not also, a feminist icon. He, no, she's not. No, but but by any means. But but he also did that with Sydney or Neville Campbell's character yes. in Scream, where it's like she just does for herself because everybody's out of the picture for her. And then same... I, I mean, he is he's kind of a strong female lead type of dude. Yeah. He's like, these women are not... Helpless the way they are in Halloween and in yeah. Friday the 13th. They and it, are... It's almost a sad commentary. Yeah. Of like, well, no one's going to help me. No one's going to help me, so I'll fucking help you. Come to Freddy. Let's say you were to rate this movie in, like, Dirty Dream Hats. And you get you if you give this movie ten dirty dream hats, then you it's like the best scary movie sure. you've ever seen. If you give it one, like you would never ever recommend this movie for someone to watch. How many um, dirty scary dream hats? Would Ooh, you it's tough. That's yeah. tough because it's it hasn't aged particularly well. Yeah, yeah. But I think there. But I also think because it does hit sort of those basic like rules. Yeah. Like there's something kind of visceral and cool about it too. I'm gonna say seven dirty dream hats. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Six or seven, probably yeah, seven. I'm gonna say seven. I'm gonna stick with seven. It's funny about this movie because like I too would give it probably I'd probably give it gosh five. Five dirty dream hats. Right in the middle. Like yeah, because yeah. it's like take it or leave it. But because it is one of these um The only reason five. I don't go five uh-huh totally like down the middle, take it or leave it, is because I feel like it also is, like, it's one of those movies to me that, like, I don't know, uh, Duck Soup, yeah. the Marx Brothers made. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just watch it one time. Yeah. And you you're like, oh, all this other stuff came out of this. Yes. Like, everybody tried to emulate this. Absolutely. Um, let's do some trivia. Yes. What play were they discussing in that English scene, that English class scene where she falls asleep in school? Oh, shit. Do you know what play they were discussing? Fuck. Oh, I don't remember. That's funny, Shakespeare. I can't believe you don't no, remember. No, I know it was a Shakespearean <laughs> play, but I can't remember which one. Uh-huh. Do you want to take us down? <laughs> let me think. Let me think. Okay. What would, it, I mean, it would make the most sense for it to be like Macbeth. Sure, it would. It would make the most sense, yeah. But I don't think it was. Was it Hamlet? It was. It was okay. Hamlet. Yeah. I was like, Hamlet? Good it wasn't Hamlet. <laughs> I guess it was Hamlet. It was Hamlet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, there's an actor who's actually slated to play Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger, before Robert England. Do you know who that was? Oh, I Had heard, to drop I've out. heard this. Had to drop out. I have heard this. I can give you a clue. Yeah, please. He was in Time Bandits. Oh, 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 oh. And Tron. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. He's in one of my favorite Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. <laughs> torturing Captain Picard. Oh. Um, Is it Cardassian? Yep, yep. I'm, I can see his face and I don't know his name because I'm terrible with actor names. This all is right. also something you can know. I'm terrible with actor That's names. That's all right. I'm going to go ahead and guess. I'm going to take a wild step and, and just say, um, oh gosh, let's imagine that Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> that, I would love to see that movie. Right, me too. <laughs> would love to see that movie. It's David Warner. Oh, okay, cool. Which would have been really interesting because I think he's like one of those... He's one of those actors that can be really funny and also just he's got a presence. He does. That yeah. is intimidating. Yeah. And it would have been a very different kind of Freddy. Totally. Like yeah. he would have been like, like Robert Englund's like creepy, ah, I'm going to get you scary. Yeah. And I think David Warner would have been like, I am Darth Vader almost. Yes. Kind of like, I am just a presence. Yeah. And it, I think it would have totally changed the tone of that character. That would have, yeah, that would have been a lot different. And yeah. maybe maybe less goofy, like way yeah. less goofy. Because Robert England chases Nancy down a, or no, chases Tina down a, a like an empty street, like this, like with his arms open. <laughs> with his, his flailing, arms. super long arms. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Um, yeah, and there, there are a couple, we didn't really talk about this too much, but yeah. Freddie does a couple of really weird things in this movie that you're like, why is he doing that why right is he now? That goofy? And it's almost purely to like do some special effect. Yeah, totally. Like there's uh-huh. a point where he like cuts open his own body and like worms well, come out. And the first one he did, he cut off his fingers. Yeah, he cut off his own fingers. And all he says is like, hey, look at this. <laughs> Snap. And then a bunch of green fluid flies out. And, and you're like, why did why did why did you do that? That's yeah. <laughs> you kind of want to be like, uh, <laughs> Freddie, what are you doing, man? Yeah. That's not you cut up your fingers. Yeah, you know, because you sit down. We have a couple things to talk well, about. Let's like, talk about how to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Oh boy, hit me with another one. Come on. Okay. Come on. Nancy is watching a movie before she goes to bed. This was one of mine too. High fives. Okay, high fives. What movie is it, and why did they choose that movie? I don't know why, but it's definitely Evil Dead, Sam Raimi's first Evil Dead movie. It is, yeah. Um, which is interesting because then there's this. You realize there's this whole weird Wes Craven, Sam Raimi, like, like over the years, like, weird yeah. symbiosis. Yeah, yeah, the reason they chose that one is because the Evil Dead uh, includes the Hills Have Eyes poster in the Evil Dead film. So, as an homage to that, as, like, a thank you. Oh. As a thank you for that. Uh, That's so cool. Yeah, Wes Craven was like, here you go. I'll put your movie in my movie. That's great. Yeah, it was really nice. Okay. Now, we talked a lot about... Nancy's mom. Yeah. And uh, this, you know this actress's name is Roni Blakely? Yeah. And uh, she has a super weird and interesting history. Uh-huh. Uh, she, like, won a bunch of awards for being in the Robert Altman film Nashville in 1975. Yeah. She played, like, this character who was based on Loretta Lynn called uh, Barbara Jean. Okay. Uh, and I was like, because part of what I was saying earlier about, like, looking up actors, I mean, like... Who's this idiot? Yeah, yeah. Totally. How did they ever get an acting job? Absolutely. She seems like so over the top in this movie. Yeah. And then she was, I'm like, oh, she's in this like renowned movie where she was like lauded. Yeah, totally. At she, a time when Loretta Lynn was huge. Yeah. Yeah. So she also has a musical career. Yeah. Do you know who she partnered with 
a lot in her musical career, <gasps> or who she worked with. Ooh. And I have a follow-up question about her, too. Boy, oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Um, she sang a lot with Bob Dylan. Hey. She worked with Bob Dylan on a number of different songs. Huh. I guess she sings back up on a couple of, I forget which tracks, but... Cool. Like, she was like a Bob Dylan person. Man. And she was also married to a famous film director. Oh. Um. Kind of an obscure, like, artsy film director. Oh, okay. So not like Spielberg or something. No, like David Lynch? Close. Okay. Then Vendors. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. Uh, he made, uh, Until the End of the World, or At the End of the World. Okay. It had an amazing soundtrack, and it was just beautiful. He's very, like... Yeah. Sort of dreamy, beautifully... Cool. But, like, really sad, true human stories. Neat. All right, here we go. Nancy runs upstairs at one point in the film, and the stairs, like, slosh, and they slap, and she they... Gets, she gets... She gets pulled, sucked into them, yeah. Sucked into the stairs, and there's this weird, like, stuff that's in the stairs, and uh-huh. it looks almost like marshmallow goo. Do you know what they used to do that effect? I actually read about this. Okay. And there were conflicting stories. Yes, there were. Yeah. So what types of goo? Uh, I think at one point they said oatmeal. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to remember them all now. There were like four things that people had said at different times. Oatmeal, like Elmer's glue. Yeah. And a couple other things. What were the other so things? So West Craven claims that they used oatmeal and glue as a mixture. It was like right. oatmeal and glue. And then um, Nancy, uh, that lead. Heather. 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 She um, claims that they use just a pancake mix. Yes, pancake mix. That was um, one. And the actual props person says they use Bisquick. So, oh, Bisquick pancake, pancake mix. mix. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. So, um, but Wes Craven's yeah. busy. Yeah. He's like, oh, put that oatmeal out there. And they're like, actually, it's no one's yeah. going to be like, it's actually Bisquick, Wes. Right. It's like, please call it the right thing. <laughs> this is the thing that I... Got really confused by. Uh-huh. There are some accounts that say it took 90 days to shoot the movie, uh-huh. which is quick but not unreasonable for shooting, especially a horror movie. Yeah. There are some accounts that say it took 30 days. Yeah, that's what I got. And I never was able to figure out which one was true. The ones that, the, the ones that I saw, the IMDb and also Wikipedia both said 30, although they probably both got their information from IMDb. So I don't know. Yeah. 30 days. But 30 also, days would be crazy fast. That was really fast. Although I will say a lot of scary movies are filmed in under a month. Yeah, that that's is, true. That it's true. Movie. And they're mostly like in that house. Yeah. So it's not a ton of different not locations. Not a lot of locations. This um, also, it was uh, filmed partially in Potsdam, New York. Okay. Um, and do you remember what the name of the town is supposed to be? Oakdale. No. <laughs> the uh, name of the town is supposed to be Mad Stop. Mad is, Stop? Which is Potsdam backwards. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, I totally missed that one. Yeah, the town is supposed to be called Mad Stop. What a weird choice. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess you're making a horror movie, so you're yeah. like, it's a Mad Stop. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the budget a little bit for this film, too. Um, it's It costs a million... $800,000 to make. To and apparently it saved New Line Cinema. Apparently. Do you remember how much it made in box office? I didn't. I didn't. Between when it came out in uh, November, uh, November 16th, which is a bizarre date to release a scary movie to me. Yes. So between, right after Halloween. Yeah. Between that date and May 31st of 1985, it made. Do you want to guess? 
Seven million? Oh. Twenty million. Twenty-six million five hundred and five thousand. Oh my god. Twenty-six million five hundred and five thousand. In like zero. six months. There were so many zeros in this piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Twenty-six yeah, in wow. that amount of time. That's very short, yeah. That's amazing. Twenty-six million five hundred and five thousand. Yeah. So much money. Which is so much money. It's they so like much money. they twenty times ish. Twenty times ish their money. Yeah. Because Which, yeah, must have saved that. Cinema. Well, there was a yeah, because New Line was really on the because if you watch the movie at the beginning, it's like New Line and some home video company. Yeah, yes, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, this didn't come out on home video, right? But it actually got released in theater. But this home video company helped produce it because yeah. they were that New Line was about to die. Yeah, and it saved the company. And then New Line went on, it's gone on to do lots of things. Yeah. It's also a good testament to, like, how little you need to create a large fear around yourself to become a legend. Yeah. Like, how little you need to be on film for people to know your fucking name. Like, that right. is crazy. Yeah. And and to also, like, have such a distinct look. Yes. A distinct look. Yeah. Like, monsters that are, like, kind of, like, vague. Yeah. No. Or, like, like, you know, like... But whatever, like yeah. the sweater and the glove, and the hat, Theory the like burned face, like it's all very like. Yeah, people don't have to ask you what you are on Halloween when you dress up like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people know it, even if they haven't seen the movie. It's like yeah, you know who Freddy is. Like iconic, yeah, yeah. It's really good, good movie, good pick. How do you make an icon? That's a good question. How do you make an icon? Is that is there? Is there a formula? Oh, boy. Check out my Icon podcast for December, guys. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on and for taking the time to watch the movie. And no, thank you for me. asking me. This was super fun. Good. Yeah, this was super fun. Um, if you are... Uh, it's October. If you're out and about or if we're online or where can we find you, Matt Young? Oh, um, online is probably the easiest because you can download episodes of the Improvised Star Trek podcast. Yeah. Uh, which Lisa was a guest on. Yeah. We're going to go back and listen to that episode for sure. Okay. Uh, you'd also want to listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern. Great. It's on which I play Usador the Wizard. <laughs> um, and uh, you can see me at IO Theater. I'll be performing uh, with uh, World News Tonight a little bit. And uh, with the Improvised Shakespeare Company. Improvised Shakespeare is on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights now. Mm -hmm. And World News is going to have, I believe, in October, starting an 8 and a 10.30 show. Cool. Um, I hope I didn't spoil that. No, not at all. Yeah. Those, the, um, not at all. So, for October, what nights do we have Improvised Shakespeare? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And then Saturday at 8 and 10.30. Cool. I think it's World News. Yeah. Yeah, two Shakespeare shows on Friday nights, so. That's great. I won't be at all of those. Yeah. <laughs> so just, like, yeah. give me a call, text me, and let me know if you want to. <laughs> but Improvise Shakespeare 2 is one of those shows. Oh, yeah, just go see both those shows. Yeah, if you're in, yeah, if you're in Chicago at all, that that is a show that everyone always recommends. Like, go see Improvise Shakespeare. It's great. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for being on. No, thank you. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> um, um, um.